Good day. My name is Salita Palay and I'm a BE legal advisor at the CISA office in Durban. Good day. My name is Seshni Chetty and I'm also a BEE legal advisor at the CISA office in Durban. Today our topic of discussion is learnerships and the benefits of using learnerships for your BE audit. Seshni, can you tell us what is a learnership? Sure, Sulita. So learnerships are work-based learning programs that lead to an NQF qualification, and they generally last for a minimum duration of 12 months. Who is involved in a learnership, Seshni? So a learnership is generally based on a three-party agreement. It will be your employer, your learner, as well as your training provider. Interesting. Is there a contract of employment involved in the learnership process? Yes, Solita. So employment is actually a necessary requirement for learnership. So either a fixed term or permanent contract of employment will be required. And Seshni, where do learnerships actually fit in on the BE scorecard? So in terms of the BE scorecard, uh, we have an element called skills development. Now that deals with your training of Black people. So learnership, for example, will fall under that because it is training. And in terms of the generic scorecard, for example, learnerships are actually compulsory because we look at the headcount of the learnership. So basically, generic companies are required to do a certain number of learnerships. How many learnerships is the company required to register? So Salita, your target is actually based on the company's total workforce, and the target is 5%. So for example, if a company has 100 employees, then they need to have at least five registered learnerships. I understand. That's so helpful, Seshni. Seshni, do the learners actually have to be employees of your company? No, not necessarily. So you can either put an employee on a learnership. Alternatively, you can source an unemployed person and then register them on a learnership, thereby creating employment. Oh, I understand. And how does the learnership actually impact your scoring? So, Salita, the good thing about learnerships is that you can claim it on multiple indicators of the scorecard. So if you look at the skills development element, for example, firstly, you can claim the cost of the learnership and the stipend that you pay to those learners. Now, this is taken into account as skills expenditure on the scorecard. Secondly, we can also claim the headcount of the learnership. And then thirdly, if the learner is disabled, we can also claim them under the disability indicator. So we can claim it three times, basically. So Seshna, you're saying that clients can actually claim the cost of the learnership, the stipend, as well as the headcount? Yes, Alita, that's correct. However, we must keep in mind, though, that we can only claim monies that the company paid themselves. Now, remember, a lot of companies claim funding from CETA, for example. Now, if a learnership is CETA funded, we unfortunately cannot take that spend into account, but we can still take the headcount into account. Okay, thank you so much for letting us know. Are there any bonus points available when you're using the learnership in regards to your scorecard? Yes, there are also bonus points available. Now, the bonus points are for absorption or permanent employment. So, for example, if a learner is taken on permanently by an employer at the end of their learnership agreement, this will be regarded as absorption and they can therefore claim the bonus point. Interesting. Are there any other benefits of using a learnership, Seshni? Yes, Salita. So one of the biggest benefits of learnerships is that you can claim tax rebates. Now, a lot of companies 
like to do learnerships with this. And basically what it means is that the company will ultimately pay less tax. Now, every successfully registered learnership and completed learnership will result in a notable tax reduction. Salita, also, even though we can claim on the scorecard and we can claim a tax benefit, companies need to also keep in mind that they are enabling learners to have an NQF qualification. So they also are upskilling the South African workforce, which I think is a huge benefit as well. Yes, of course. I absolutely agree with you there, Seshni. And Seshni, can you tell us how can CISA assist us with the whole registration process and clients benefiting from learnerships as well? Sure. So CISA actually offers a whole range of learnerships. And we also have an administrative team that assists with the registration of the learnerships with CETA and also in providing the relevant documentation needed for the audit. Asheshni, you mentioned documents. What documents are actually required to prove a learnership for your BE audit? So we require the learnership contract as well as proof that the learnership is registered with CETA. We also require a copy of the learner's ID and then also proof of payment of the cost of the learnership and then any other stipends that the company has paid to the learner in the financial period. Sashni, you have been so informative today. I have learned so much about learnerships and the tax deductions and what's required for my audit and how it can actually impact my audit and increase my scoring. This is so impressive. Not a problem, Salita. Unfortunately, that's all we have time for today, though. But if you require any further information, you are welcome to check out our website. Thank you. Thank you.